Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week, brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. We were discussing right before we hit record on our many buttons that May is almost over, which means that it's almost June, which means that we are approaching the halfway mark of 2021. And that sentence just sounds incorrect, just factually speaking. We often talk, you and I, about the reality of time, but it really does feel like somewhere on the planet a black hole has been dropped and it's just like gravity is warping everything. Yeah, yeah, it feels... feels still like it's the endless march from last year somehow and like it's getting less and less of that feeling but that's still persistent and that's still there and i mostly just wanted to use that word endless to transition into our first segment (laughs) and it was a poor transition but we're, we're gonna get there because we're gonna talk about the endless from the sandman series kind of we'll talk about some of the endless anyways Uh, A few months back, Netflix had finally released some information about the long-awaited and long-anticipated Sandman series that has been in development hell for the better part of the last couple decades. And it was an impressive casting announcement at the start. You had Tom Sturridge's dream, whose headshot inexplicably looked like Neil Gaiman himself, uh, Broad Holbrook as the Corinthian, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer, which is inspired casting to this day. Uh, Vivian Atrapong as Lucian, Sanjeev Pashkar as Kane, Asim Chandri as Abel, among a whole bunch of other fantastic folks. It was this great opening gambit and immediately caught my eye and heart as a fan of the comic and someone who's wanted to see this in live action for a very long time to come. And this week, we got another batch of characters, including three more of The Endless, which is the seven forces of the world that just sort of like help it exist in some way or another and this casting announcement just got me even more excited for the series uh kirby howell baptiste as death uh, mason alexander park as desire donna preston as despair razni jamal as Lita hall jolie uh, richardson as ethel cripps uh neem walls as a young ethel cripps david frulis as john d Kiora as Rose Walker, Patton Oswalt as Matthew the Raven, Stephen Fry as Gilbert, Jenna Coleman as Johanna Constantine, and Sandra James Young as Unity Kincaid. All of this being very cool for a variety of reasons, one of which is that the casting announcements had everyone's pronouns front and center, which is a really cool thing to do. But it also highlighted that one of the that the character of Desire would be played by a nine a non-binary actor, which if you've read the comics, is like the only sensible casting decision they could have made. Like, if they did anything else, it would have just been... just been off. So, like, that was a very cool thing to see. And additionally, I'm very excited to see Kirby Howell Baptiste of The Good Place and Infinity Train fame get such a high-profile role as Death, who is arguably one of the 
most iconic characters of the series, given that she was popular enough to get her own spin-off novel and comic, and, like, there's just so many, like, fan art of her, because she's just such a great character. And furthermore, I can already imagine Patton Oswalt as Matthew the Raven, mostly because I started this week watching Hulu's MODOK, which was largely anchored on Oswalt's comedic voice acting. So I wouldn't read any of uh, the comments underneath the announcement because the internet remains horrible. But that's not new. The casting is, though, and the casting's exciting. <laughs> it is. It's super exciting. I am hoping that we are getting these things because large portions of this are just already done. Like, I'm hoping that this is us getting information really, really retroactively (laughs) because it has just... Because this project, the Sandman Project, has just quagmired for so long, right? That... At this point, with this incredible casting, it would just be heartbreaking to be like, well, we spent all of our money getting those people on board, and now you just have people, like, standing in a cafe. Here's your show, bye. So I'm hoping that there's a lot more going on and finished, and that's why they're giving us news. I feel like that's not the case. So I just have to be hopeful, which is totally a thing that I'm super good at doing. Uh, (laughs) I believe you. Yes, it's super convincing. Uh, But these castings, just on their face, and on the many faces of the actors and actresses and such playing them. Anyway, but the castings, I think, are great, and it makes me even more excited for the show that's definitely going to happen and come out and we're going to be able to watch it at the same time that that Lord of the Rings show is going to come out. (laughs) If if I can assuage your fears just, just like very briefly or attempt to anyway, Netflix has the best track record of comic book adaptations to date in terms of like actually making these things materialize in some capacity. So, like, Netflix getting the rights to this is is optimistic because uh, Lock and Key was also one of these series that was famously in this development hell for God knows how long. It lost, like, four different networks, went through, like, three different casts. They made a pilot that ended up not being picked up. And then Netflix was just sort of like, we'll give you money, and if you make the series, we will give you more money. And I feel like that's what's happening here because this is get, giving me lock and key vibes. Uh, as opposed to, say, like, Why the Last Man, which we hear about, like, every couple years as, like, a reminder of, like, we're going to be relevant. The story is still relevant. And, like, the story is still relevant. But, like, Why the Last Man has been in development hell for about as long as Sandman has come up. And they keep changing out the main character every time I look, so... I'm optimistic. Is that foolish? Maybe, but... Eventually, they will, in fact, find the last man to play. (laughs) Why the last man? I need more tea. It's fine. I'm just going to keep drinking my tea, and we're going to move forward. 
Um, <laughs> but I agree with you about Netflix, and that actually goes into my first segment because Netflix is just stayed killing it this week. Uh, they've had a ton of new show announcements. Obviously, it's getting to the end of the month, so we've had a lot of their kind of reels that they give out for the upcoming month. Uh, we've had a lot of new teasers, a lot of new trailers, two that were particularly of interest for me were Ali and the Ratu Ratu Queens. I don't know if there's a then there, but it looked really good, as well as Jiva, which is a dance competition, but not a reality competition show. It's a sitcom. It's a series about a dance competition. Anyway, it looks good. It was only like a 50-second teaser, so I'll talk more about it later when we get more information. But they had a lot of really cool drops. However, this week they went even a little bit further, announcing their first ever Geeked Week. And what they have put out on their website is the first ever Geeked Week runs June 7th through 11th giving fans a wide array of exclusive news, new trailers, live art, drop-ins from your favorite stars, and much more about all of your favorite Netflix series and films. Um, So there's a couple of things that I wanted to bring up about this Geeked Week. Number one is just... Netflix is kind of feeling themselves, right? Like, they start out about, like, hey, remember all of those things that you love? They were actually us. Like Stranger Things and The Witcher and Umbrella Academy and all of those things. Which, I mean, flex, right? Like, they have, in fact, done a ton of really nerdy things that a lot of other folks were nervous to throw the amount of money that would be needed to make them successful at. And Netflix was like, no, we got you, right? Um, And as we have talked about before, Netflix is also... They just like throwing money about, I think. But they're also very good at doing that not just with American projects or English language projects, but with things from around the globe, from different cultures and in different languages. And I think that that's really cool and they should absolutely flex that. Um, But some of the things they have announced that are going to be kind of focuses in this geeked week are Masters of the Universe, Revelation, uh, Lucifer, uh, The Sandman, of course, The Cuphead Show, Cowboy Bebop, which just lives in my heart forever. So long, Space Cowboy. Uh, Resident Evil, which has no room in my life ever because it's <laughs> terrifying. Um, Sweet Tooth, a whole bunch of other different things. I think the other things that we can expect to see from this, given what they've said about live art and drop-ins, um, I think that we can expect to see a lot more of their behind-the-scenes the th- the series which they seem to do now for anything that gets over... There must be, like, a viewer threshold. If it gets this many views, we're doing a behind-the-scenes. Everybody shoot it, we'll release it if it is, you know, cool (laughs) enough. Um, I think I heard Castlevania was going to be part of this as well. Um, 
So I think we'll get a lot of those behind the scenes things. I think we'll get some targeted documentaries. I think those, um, this insert media that made us series will be a part of this as well. I would just guess. And they also on the news blurb about this mentioned the word cosplay, like bring your cosplay, which made me think Mikkel that really what they're doing here is they are making a virtual convention without all the legwork. Like, I think that's what's going to happen here, is they're just like, we're going to group all of this together. We're going to do a lot of media around this. And then all of the various geek sites, whether that be websites, uh, Twitter accounts, podcasts, all of that, they're going to create things around this, and it's just going to be a convention that we don't have to plan. That's what I think is happening. I don't know. Mikkel, what do you think about Geeked Week and my random conspiracy theory and all of the stuff? I don't think it's as much as a conspiracy theory as you probably are making it sound like. I think it's just <laughs> the theory. I think it's just like the working <laughs> thing, right? Which is sort of like... I think Netflix, out of all of, like, the major streaming services, understands, like, the power of social media and, like, the word of mouth. I think out of all of the the big uh, streaming sites, like, Netflix is the one that's always pushing everything constantly, forever and always. Whereas, like, uh, HBO, Max, and Disney+, Plus, they rely on the fact that they are just, like, big names, and then they just, like, we exist, and you will come to us because we have everything. And then Hulu is just sort of like, we're Hulu. <laughs> we have everything that Disney+, Plus doesn't have, and all of the shows that you would watch if you still had cable. <laughs> and then Netflix is very much the sort of like, we know social media better than anyone because we, we blew up at around the same time as all of this. So I completely believe that you are correct. Like they are, they are setting up groundworks so that way they can get coverage from the people doing the coverage who would have done it in a con form, but we don't have cons right now because everything is still everything. Yeah. So, like, not a conspiracy theory. I think just, <laughs> just like, the understated truth that, like, they are they are harnessing something that is there. And for a good reason, right? Yeah. Um, it's and, like, it's this, madly genius. Yeah, it's great. Like, you make a hashtag and people will flock to it. And, like, it's, it's, like, it's right there. It's great. Um, and, like, the major shows that they announced, uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation, which has... An incredibly stacked voice cast, which we say a lot on this show for a lot of animated shows, but it bears repeating every single time it happens. Uh, Lucifer is a series that I am watching right now. I have feelings about Lucifer. Uh, Umbrella Academy, Witcher, Sandman, The Cuphead Show, all of these are just really exciting and really great, and... And to, to the other point that you made, right? Well, like, Netflix isn't just backing English-language and American-centric series, but, like, they're backing a bunch of international projects. Something that Netflix is doing in, like, 13 days, if my memory serves, so right around this Geek Week, is that they are releasing Tresse, 
which is the supernatural Filipino anime that it just has a chokehold on my heart right now, and I'm so excited to see that. Uh, and it's great, because there is an English dub and a Tagalog dub, which is just really freaking cool, because, like, Netflix didn't have to do that, but they yeah. did. Now, mind you, their subtitles are going to be trashed because Netflix does not pay their localization teams enough money, apparently. But they made the effort to make two different voice acting uh, dubs, which is still commemorable. So I, I'm excited for Geek Week. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming out, and I'm excited to see everything on my Twitter feed. And that I don't have to be around hundreds and thousands of people in crowded spaces in a city I don't want to be at. Agreed. So, with that, I think we'll take a short break and come back with more, more reboots. As Victoria alluded to, our final segment is going to be about the Mighty Morphin Media. Because reboots and reimaginings are a fixture in the landscape. Some concepts are so enduring that it's only natural to want to retell them for a modern audience in some way or another. Help bridge the gap between generations with a healthy dose of nostalgia, keep iconic characters at the forefront of society's minds. But there's also a lingering question about why we'll bring in certain stories back, and how we'll bring in certain stories back. And this segment covers some of these questions that we have, so... This week started with Deadline reporting that Timothy Chalamet was tapped to play Willy Wonka in a new origin story project from Warner Brothers and the Raul Dahl Company, which is a decision that people made. Executives claims that this would give Chalamet a chance to showcase his singing and dancing skills. Uh, there are no comments from the origin story dealing with the existence of Oompa Loompas. There's other words that we could use there, but we'll just say existence of the Oompa Loompas. Or if Willy Wonka even needed an origin story, considering that the iconic Gene Wilder version did perfectly fine as this man of mystery. But that's neither here nor there at this particular juncture in time. Uh, furthermore, the Powerpuff Girls reboot from the CW got delayed because everything apparently needed to be reworked. Um, and we only really have a couple, like, scattered reports and a possibly leaked script, which, if the leaked script is real, oh my god. And if the leaked script isn't real, I still have questions about why this is happening, regardless. Mind you, I'm one of the many who watches Riverdale, uh, whenever it comes up on Netflix, and I enjoy it. But uh, the the scripts for the Powerpuff Girls that were circulating around the internet were rough to say, to say the very least. Uh, and then additionally, just sort of like smaller reboot announcements that sort of snuck in this week. Uh, the CW's remaking uh, the 4400, which just finished a couple years ago, so I don't don't know what's going on there. Uh, there's another Game of Thrones spinoff, 10,000 Ships, that is being worked for HBO Max because that's just free money for HBO Max, apparently. And then also from HBO Max, a Gossip Girl reboot, which I don't think anyone had on their bingo card. So, where do you want to start, Victoria? Oh, I mean... Or not start. <laughs> we can just stop. Well, we had a couple of other ones, too. The only one that I feel like I could kind of care about 
is that we also got news of an Okoye spinoff from Disney+. Plus. That is true. I did forget about that and one. And I'm always here for more Denai Guerrera. Um, we also got an announcement about a Kids in the Hall reboot. Not even, like, redoing the show. Just, like, the same folks rebooting it. I don't care about it. I just love the announcement, which was the show your grandparents wouldn't let your parents watch is back. (laughs) I feel like that should have been the pitch because that would have maybe been like, oh, no, this isn't this isn't a thing that we need. (laughs) Um, So another Victoria theory. I have come to the decision that this year that is not a year, I don't know, it'll probably end up being like a three-year time snap. What was... The, the, the Thanos snap was like five years, right? Maybe we're doomed for five years, right? But I have come to the decision that this stretch is basically like Hollywood's opposite day. And just for this amount of time, everything is coming out of Bizarro Universe. Which is why we're getting these gritty reboots. And sometimes they work. And sometimes they don't work. And sometimes they occupy this like weird cult space. So like The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is... I love the original Sabrina... This one, I do not enjoy nearly as much, but I can objectively say that I understand what is, like, why they chose to do it, and that overall it's done okay. Um, I don't understand, even, even with this, this acceptance that I have come to have. I don't understand the Willy Wonka thing. Because we already got our Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, Bizarro Universe Willy Wonka. It wasn't great. I don't understand where this is coming from. I feel like if we need to give Timothy Chalamet a chance to showcase his singing and dancing skills, we have other platforms to do that. I feel like the thing that I remember the most about Tom Holland is in fact his lip sync performance, which I get wasn't his actual singing, but like that dance was fire and I feel like he'll be known for that forever uh, in a good way. I just don't know that like, I really want to, hey dad, I really want to sing and dance can you please write a Willy Wonka origin story for me so that I can do that? Like, I just don't know that that was the best choice. Um, I, You know I have thoughts about the Powerpuff Girls. I love the Powerpuff Girls. I'm glad that it's not coming out in its original form. Maybe I should stop my sentence there. I will say that one of the reboots that came out this week was uh, Paramount's Pluses of Rugrats, which is apparently, like, endearing, according to somebody in the B&B Discord. So, like, 
I am like gonna cautiously, optimistically watch that soon because like you I adored watched, the Rugrats growing up. You so. haven't watched the teasers yet, have you? I've watched a couple of the teasers and they looked they And the looked... uncanny uncanny valley of it didn't like No, no, and but that's very specifically because of how I've approached animation very recently. Because, like, this used to be a big thing with, like, Netflix anime series. is like, the pseudo-CGI really thing. It threw a lot of my friends off. I just sort of, sort of, like, this is the medium that I'm presented with. So as long as I'm still enjoying <laughs> it, I will I will learn to enjoy it. it. It threw me off. But there's enough goodwill that is being garnered right now that I'm willing to, to give it a shot and... I have Paramount Plus for some reason. That reason hey. being the good fights. So and the Star Trek uh, stuff that constantly yep. pops up there. So I might as well use it for more things. So. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. I think, uh, that, I think that will take us to all lightning round. Yeah, there's so much stuff. As per usual, even picking things for the lightning rounds was like, I don't know how to funnel this down. So I just threw some stuff into it. Uh, The things that we could not get to this week that we still wanted to tell you about. First, Shogun. Shogun is an amazing book. Uh, I love this book. And I was super excited when we heard that we were going to get a limited series. And now we have got the first castings, which include Hiroyuki Sanada and Cosmo Jarvis as the main characters. I'm super excited about that. Hopefully it will continue to go forward in a good direction. There is apparently a live action Portal movie that is somehow involving J.J. Abrams. Because why not? I don't know. Why not? The cake is a lie. Uh, Also, in Because Why Not News, the Garbage Pail Kids are getting a series from HBO Max. If you don't know who the Garbage Pail Kids are, think like the Bizarro Cabbage Patch Kids. Because (laughs) it's Bizarro Universe time, this is fine. And now, of course, since I'm so great at segues, we're going to pivot to a little bit more somber news. We have lost quite a few greats in kind of our nerdosphere this week, and so I wanted to take a moment to recognize that. So John Davies, who is the actual voice behind Millie Vanilli, has passed away. Samuel E. Wright, who was a prolific voice actor, but most known for voicing Sebastian in The Little Mermaid, has also passed. And someone very near and dear to my heart, Eric Carle, who is a children's book author and illustrator, has passed away as well. So those are all sad things, but as we always say, take this time to like of them being in the media even though it is for a very sad thing get reacquainted with their work see what else they may have done that you didn't know about um and just share all of the the great accomplishments that they have made uh and kind of in that vein i wanted to end by bringing us up a little bit and so to end with a bittersweet note 
Howard University is re- officially renaming their College of Fine Arts after alumni Chadwick Bozeman. So I think that that is a really great tribute. I think that I just think it's it's a really good fit, and I was really happy to hear that. And I think that that's a really great way to honor Chadwick and his work. So with that. Let's end. If you would like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture updates. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. I'm your host, Nicole Snyder. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>